UINs is brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. By downloading the Bet365 app, you can access both pre-match and in-play markets, along with instant match updates for all games. The Bet365 Bet Builder also allows you to make personalised bets via the app, so you can bet on multiple scenarios and create your own bet with unique odds right there in your hands. Bet365 is the world's favourite online sport betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and Apple App Store. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. Hello everyone, welcome to You Irons, the West Ham podcast from the good people at The Athletic. I'm Sam Delaney, I'm joined by The Athletic's West Ham correspondent, Roshane Thomas. Hello Roshane. Hi Sam. Uh, well, we're a bit delayed this week. We usually like to get our episodes out uh, pretty much straight after the game. Um, we couldn't this week for logistical reasons. As you'll all know, everything has been thrown into chaos as the globe um, lives under the spectre of coronavirus and the tragedy the real tragedy of this is is that yes it does delay this podcast um, and that's a real shame but we've battled through and here we are uh, we've had a good few days to digest and reflect upon our defeat against Arsenal last Saturday so let's get stuck into it Shane what did you think of our performance well I thought, I thought our performance spirited at least a point hmm. I thought we deserved at least a point I mean we had so many chances. Could have easily been 3-0 to us in the first half. Antonio yeah. with so many chances as well. I mean, obviously, 1-0 defeat, disappointed in that respect, but very well positive to take from that game. I mean, as again, we created so many chances. If we'd been more clinical, then it would have been a different different story. It was an encouraging defeat. <laughs> Just like the, the, the game, a couple of games before that against Liverpool was also an encouraging defeat. But the concern is that the games are running out. And, you know, we can't have many more where we feel satisfied that despite not getting any points, we looked half decent. We need to be more ruthless, don't we? You're right. We should have put that game to bed in the first half. We will rarely get to play an Arsenal team as vulnerable as that one we played on Saturday. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. And you know what? I told you this after the Man City game. I still feel like we have a run in us, you know, Sam. I still feel like we have a run in us somewhere. I mean... Yeah, I know that. I know that you feel that, and I I can see why you feel that. But my 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 feeling is, if we keep losing, however unluckily we lose, that in the end might you know just knock our confidence and morale so badly and sink us so low down the table that by the time we do get into a run of more winnable fixtures, we, we already feel a bit dead and buried. Unless it starts on Sunday. Unless it starts on Sunday. We're going to move on to talking about the prospect of the game against Wolves on Sunday. But let's talk a little bit more about that Arsenal match. I mean, Antonio, I know you've written a piece about Antonio and the fact that, you know, he needs to be actually bagging a few more goals right now. What do you think the problem is? I just think, like, I feel like when he gets into, like, those one-on-one chances, he almost admits, like, I feel like he feels like he doesn't, he's not going to score. Mm. That's just the, that's just the gist I get off him. Like, he feels like oh, I'm not I'm not, not going to score here, because he always gets in those chances, those one-on-one chances. As I mentioned, like he, he offers the team pace, aerial presence, links up well. But whenever he gets in those one-on-one chances, I just feel like he doesn't back himself to score. We saw it with a bonus pass. 
that could have yeah. been the assist of the season, and obviously he did, he didn't he didn't score that chance. So that's just the feeling I get off Antonio. I think the thing about Antonio is he's not a centre forward, never has been really. He can do a job there, and we're playing him there at the moment. And I think he's great. But when it, it, in previous seasons where he has had a run of um, goals, it's usually been a surprise and a bonus that he scored. And a lot of the time, he, he went through an incredible spell of scoring headers. Uh, which he hasn't got in a while. But there was, do you remember for a while, a few seasons back, he's, he, he just kept scoring headers all, all the time. Now he's playing his centre-forward role and it, you know maybe he's getting chances where he's got a bit more time to think about it. Maybe he thinks that suddenly you know, he, he's got all the burden of being our chief goal scorer, which hasn't really ever been his role before, has it? And that's correct because, I mean, previously it's been like Arnautovic who's been the main guy to, to score goals or a Carroll. As you mentioned, I told you it would be the one to chip in goals, which would be like mm. an added bonus for us. And I was also saying, like, it's been a while since you've seen Antonio like perform one of those outrageous celebrations. Yes. So, I mean, you know what I mean? that would be good for his confidence as well, just to do that. The whole homosexual celebration or something else. Listen, he crashed his Lambo dressed <laughs> as a snowman into a garden. You uh, exposed that story. And I feel that that could have knocked his confidence. Do you feel like you have to take some of the blame Do for take, his man. downturn in form? I'll take blame. You know what? Mm. I don't. I don't, don't. take no blame whatsoever. No. No blame okay. whatsoever. All right. Interesting. I'm not passing comment either way. I just thought it was an interesting thing for us to, to comment on. Um, I just wanted to bring up that story for which you've been nominated for an award. So I just wanted to get that in there. Well, oh, I appreciate it, Sam. Um, we, we've got Wolves up next. What do you reckon with Shane? Do you think he sticks with the team? Is there anything we can do to, you know, improve our chances of scoring? We obviously don't have many options in terms of alternative goal scorers. Do you want to see Suchek back? Do you think that, um, Anderson deserves a, another go? A lot of fans say we should drop Noble for the Wolves game and get Suchek in. To be honest, I reckon Moyes could go defensive against Wolves. Because for me, I, I feel like Wolves all in that match. They always do well against us. They do. So, yeah, it's not, it's not a match I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I reckon Moyes will go defensive. Suchek come in. And we could see Anderson coming as well, just to get more minutes under his belt. We thought, I think both of us agreed that against Liverpool, um, Anderson was playing well. He, he was playing well. And in fact, because he was carrying the ball. And when we, when we were under pressure and we needed to deprive Liverpool of possession when we were trying to, you know, defend our point, he, you know, he was getting the ball and running with it and keeping it out of their possession. And then I think you pointed out, pointed out to David Moyes in the press conference afterwards and he wasn't best pleased that, um, you know, that perhaps he shouldn't have taken Anderson off. And when he did, that was the point that Liverpool got, got their goal. Um, so he must feel disappointed that these last two games he's only been on the bench, right? Yeah, because I mean, in that match, I asked Moyes, like, like, do you feel like it was a turning point taking off Anderson? No. A straight no. No explanation. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a straight no. And you know what? I'll go, I'll, I'll go one further and say, um, I'm not going to say, like, his name, but, you know, someone who works at West Ham mm. was like, they read my report and thought I was, I was wrong to say, you know, that... Antonio was a turning point when he came. They felt like that wasn't the case. So I thought, I mean, you know, this is good. We're having a debate. You have your opinion. I have my opinion. Well, a lot of fans feel like it was a turning point. So that's how I thought as well. Again, uh, it seems like everyone's against me that day. <laughs> as for the rest of the team against Wolves, do you think he's settled now 
on a back four and who those four defenders should be? Or do you think he's still looking at that and we could see changes in that area of the team? No, I reckon our back four, but that's probably the back four the rest of the season, really. Jeremy mm. improves every week, spins amazing since he's been in the team, really. Uh, Issa Diop and Agbonov, they've been great in terms of their partnership. Carrasco's played well. So I reckon our back four's... Uh, to be honest, our back four's been really solid, if you think about it. We were making so many mistakes and lately they've been really good. So I've been really impressed with the back four. So I reckon I'll be probably the back four for the rest of the season. The other so, thing about Suchik is he is a goal threat, isn't he? We've yeah. seen him have a, have a couple of chances. I feel like he's due a goal. In fact, that might even be worth a flutter, I reckon. Because he's classed as a defensive midfielder, but clearly he, he has a remit to get forward, especially from set pieces. And he's, he's such a big lad. Uh, I think he's going to get a couple of goals before the season's out. Oh, yeah, he's definitely due a goal. And I reckon, yeah, I reckon him and Declan together, that, that, that's, that's very promising, in fact, him and Declan. They both have legs, you know, both, especially you've seen Declan as well. He's been adventurous in terms of getting forward. So I reckon Noble will come out as a replacement, Suchak will come in. And then. The next position we spoke about with Anderson and Halea, yeah, I reckon that will still be like for like. I like I like Halea, but for me, it only works in in terms of a four four two with him and Antonio. And I reckon because of how great Wolves are all together in terms of their defense and attack, Moyes could perhaps go defensive and, and think, okay, let me get an extra body midfield, and then that will be uh, Anderson. So. I could, I could see, I could see it perhaps being a four-five-one on Sunday, really. Mm, mm. And no, no room for Snodgrass from the start, despite the fact that he's been one of our chief goal threats for the last sort of four months or so. You know what? I feel like that's been down to Boren. Boren's been mm. so great. It's just, it just I means there's been, there's no room for, for Snodgrass. But I mean, he, he, Snodgrass has been perfect. I remember when he came on against Arsenal, he had that chance where he whipped in a free kick. The last, the last uh, bit of position of the play. So if he does come on, he can still change the game. It's amazing when you look at this team and this bench and we are not scrabbling around. Like I remember times when West Ham were in trouble and you're looking around thinking, who the hell is going to be able to get us out of this mess? We haven't got any quality. Now, I can't believe that we are threatened by relegation because we're talking about this team and I like all the players and the bench as well. And there are some players who can't even make the bench, but I still think a potential match winners for us it doesn't make any sense that we're in the position we are, does it? Makes no sense whatsoever. Hence why I feel like we're still we're still good enough to, you know, go on a run and, you know, climb up the table. And it's worth mentioning the fact that yesterday in um Derby County under twenty three versus West Ham under twenty three, Yarmolenko played. So Yarmolenko wow. played that match. So yeah, yeah, so Yarmolenko is back. <laughs> <laughs> that puts us with three extremely good right-sided midfielders or wingers, doesn't it? Because suddenly he'll be in competition with both Bowen and Snodgrass. Exactly. So he has a lot to do because they both have a bit of pace and Yarmolenko is not really blessed in terms of speed. So he's mm. got to find ways in order to you know, be unique. And... Great, great option off the bench though, isn't he, Yarmolenko? Yeah, yeah. Still great option, similar to Snodgrass, you know, whipping a great cross and, you know, just get on the end of it and score. Big question is whether or not this game's going to go ahead. You got any news over at that, The Athletic about, um, you know, possible suspension because of the virus to all of the fixtures at the weekend? Well, no no news so far. Phoned a few people and I said it's too, it's too early to say. So I'd imagine perhaps later this evening or by tomorrow we should know about the very latest what's going on because as you saw last night, well, uh, Man City are still being called off. So... Very likely it could happen with... Uh, but that, that's Batman. because of a specific situation, isn't it? In that the, some of the Arsenal players shook hands with the Olympiacos, was it chairman? And he's now 
got the coronavirus, so they've had to isolate them. I mean, our West Ham players shook hands with Arsenal players as well, you know, Sam? That's true. true. That's very <laughs> true. So there's a chain in effect here. Um, just as a fan, Rache, I mean, obviously you're there in a working capacity, but, you know, do you, do you feel any um, doubts or trepidations about attending games at the moment? Um, I don't. I, I feel fine attending games. It's just, I mean, it's just it, for me personally, just a case of like how people are on public transport on the way to games and how they conduct themselves, their hygiene. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, um, you know, simultaneously to recording this, there's a WhatsApp chat amongst uh, my pals from West Ham, and they're saying, you know, people are debating, are you going? And most people are saying, yeah. But I'll be taking one of my children. I'm not sure which yet. I tell you what, Liverpool fans, can you imagine? Can you imagine? You must have discussed this in the athletics offices. Can you imagine the response of Liverpool fans if it is announced that the rest of the Premier League season has to be cancelled? And therefore, they can never really be called champions because they haven't played the full 38 fixtures. You're not a champion. Unless you've played every team twice, you are not champions, are you? So how are they going to fix that? Oh my goodness. Or another scenario where the Chobie celebration, celebration has to be behind closed doors. Yeah. And you know what the, you know what the Liverpool fans will be saying? Get ready for this. They'll be saying that coronavirus was developed, nurtured, and released by Manchester United. <laughs> because they've waited thirty years to win the title. And Gary Neville owns a laboratory deep in the bowels of Old Trafford. And they've just been waiting for the right moment. Now, of course, that's not true. I must stress, there's no way that's true. Um, the coronavirus was, in fact, started by a man who ate a bat in China. But the but the, there will be Liverpool fans who believe that to be true. And that we can all look forward to that debate. I do feel for Liverpool fans. I really do, actually, because they have had a long wait. Uh, they will be worthy champions. And it will be a real tragedy. I'm laughing, but I, I, honestly, I, in, in all honesty, sincerely, I think it would be a real shame because this is a wonderful team. And, you know, there, there, there is a chance now that they could be deprived the title. And yeah. that would be a shame, wouldn't it, a shame? I mean, it'll be a big shame, but I mean, they beat us twice this season, so... So you don't care, yeah. Don't care. We don't care. All right, really. listen, before we wrap <laughs> things up, mate, I know that you have had a chat with a sort of cult hero, I suppose you might say, of West Ham history, Freddie Sears, who, um, you know, many of us will remember. I was there, I think it was Derby County, where he, he made his debut and scored... Was it a winner or equaliser? Well, you'll know because you've been interviewing him this week. He's now at Ipswich Town. How's he getting on? Yeah, he's getting on really well. He's at Ipswich Town, as you mentioned. And uh, the game is, in fact, to get Blackburn Rovers. Oh, God. I've got every element yeah. of the anecdote wrong. I do remember being there, though. Was it a winner or an equaliser? It was a winner. Yeah, right. winning goal. And so, did he come um, on a sub? Or? I believe it was for Solano. Yes, for Solano. Roberto Solano, the yeah. trumpeting Peruvian. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. That's the... And you know what? It's 12 years this week. Sunday will be 12 years. Wow. So. Well, I would Freddy... say I remembered it like it was yesterday, but clearly I don't because all of the details had just faded in my mind completely. Freddie's um, 30 now. He's 30 now, and he obviously was wow. 18 at the time, so. He was a little lad, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he actually looked boyish. And at the time, I was convinced this was the new Tony Cotty. He had a very similar playing style. 
he was a diminutive kind of fox in the box, wasn't he? And I thought, I mean, it was another false dawn. He's a good player. He's had, he's obviously had a good career, but um, he didn't turn out to be the next Cossie. How's he enjoying life at Ipswich Town? Yeah, he's loving it. He's been there for the past five years now, so he's very settled. And his wife's got three boys. So, yeah, they're, they're trying to get the uh, you know playoff berth. So that's his target, to be back in the Championship. Someone who's very dear to the hearts, particularly at this podcast, Samasia Boo, um, a real Upton Park legend of your. I know you had a catch-up with him and uh, wrote a wonderful article about it on the site, which people can go and read. How's Samasia getting on? Samasi is getting on very well. Now, remember when I said my, I had a throat infection? I actually had to interview Samasi when my, my throat was absolutely in bits. My throat was absolutely terrible when I had to do that interview. So, yeah, big, big shout out to Samasi. And he's like, I love West Ham fans. West Ham fans have been so great to me. Abu. Abu, yeah. Abu, whatnot. And then he said the whole story about the. the, the Becoming a bus driver was nonsense. <laughs> so, yeah, no, but he was a good. He was really what good. did he do? Where, what's he up to now? Where does he live? So, he lives in Ivory Coast. Right. And he's like, uh, he does coaching for an academy called Red Academy. Mm. So, he wants to like coach the next young stars so that can, they can have the sort of career he had. So, that's his next passion. Well, well, I can't quite believe I saw you've done the piece. I mean, yeah, you saw I retweeted it because I was so excited. He is a player that I loved. I thought he was fantastic. He 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 scored some great goals and he and he approached football in in the most exuberant way. So I was delighted and I would encourage everyone to go and visit the Athletic to read that piece. Uh, Rashane, we're going to wrap it up. What's your prediction? Give us a scoreline for Sunday. Uh, I'd love it if it would be if it could be one one, but I reckon it'd be two one to Wolves. Okay, I don't ever really allow myself to predict a West Ham defeat on principle. So I'm going to say 2-1 West Ham. Um, so let's hope we all get in, get out, get the three points and come home without a terrible viral infection. That's all we can hope for right now. To read Rashane's piece on Antonio and his interview this week with Samasia Boo, make sure you subscribe to The Athletic. You get 40% off a subscription right now by going to theathletic.com and using the promo code WESTHAMPOD. That is specifically this podcast gift to you. That works out at just around £3 a month. 